Uh, went a little bit over time today uh, with a speaker, but all is good. Uh, I'm happy to be uh, here for the podcast today. Um, so let's get straight into it. NFL draft. Um, I'm not going to cover all of the picks. Uh, if you want to look at picks that were made uh, from the draft, you can find it online. But one thing I wanted to talk about was the big headline from this draft, aside from certain players going in spots, some that were expected, some that weren't expected, especially the Lions taking a running back, but then they trade DeAndre Swift, Falcons taking a running back. The biggest craziness was the amount of trades. There were so many trades this year, unlike any other year. And it started with literally the third overall pick. Second overall pick, the Texans took C.J. Stroud. Makes sense. Need a quarterback among a whole bunch of other guys. Then they decide to trade back into the top three with St. Louis Cardinals to get, not St. Louis, Arizona Cardinals, to get the third overall pick to get Will Anderson, which both helped them very much when they need almost anything and everything. Big boom by them. For their needs and stuff, it makes sense, but it's still crazy that they did that. That's like a rare thing to happen. Uh, and there were a whole bunch of other trades. But that was like one of the biggest like craziness trades from the night from a uh, first round. And there were even more throughout the night, but it was just like a sign of the craziness amount of trades to come within the NFL draft. Uh, the Browns this year had like a solid draft. Some picks I wasn't surprised by position. Some picks I was surprised by position, including they went quarterback, which was like, wait, what? Don't we have Deshaun Watson? But I don't know. But yeah, that's my takeaways from the NFL draft. Um, but anyways, so yeah, that is, uh, what I wanted to talk about from the NFL draft. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, and another headline was Eagles taking more Georgia players, which kind of just seems shtick at this point. It feels like they're like the Philadelphia, Georgia, Bulldogs, Eagles, or something like that, uh, at this point. As they took Jalen Carter and a whole bunch of others. Um... So, I want to actually start with NBA playoffs. Uh, Before we get into the details of what's happened in the first round and early second round so far, the craziest part is into the second round, there's a team representing each seed of an NBA seeding one through eight in the second round, which is kind of like crazy to think about. Um, But let's actually get into wrapping up the first round and what has happened so far in the second round. So, from the first round between Boston and Atlanta, Atlanta took Game 5 in Boston, 119-117, to force a Game 6. Uh, Boston was leading most of the way early, and then Atlanta made a storming comeback to force Game 6. But Boston uh, won Game 6 in Atlanta, 128-120, to end the series in six games and to advance the second round of the uh, second round. Uh, for Knicks, Cavs, Knicks took Game 5 in Cleveland to win the series four games to one, ending the Cavs' season. Uh, and then the last other series that wasn't closed out, obviously Philly had already swept Brooklyn by the time last episode came around. Miami beat Milwaukee 128-126 in overtime in a game where they made a big-time comeback, becoming the first eight seed to beat a one seed since 2012 
Philadelphia uh, 76ers over the Chicago Bulls, four games to two uh, in the first round. That was not a memorable series. And for those that might be wondering, yes, that is the one where Derrick Rose tore his ACL and started the downfall of his career. So that's for the East. And the way it's set up for the second round is five Knicks versus the eight Heat and the two Celtics versus the three 76ers. For the West, between the Nuggets and the Timberwolves, Nuggets took Game 5 to win the series 4-1, winning Game 5, 112-109. For the Clippers and Suns series, uh, Suns took Game 5 to win Series 4-1, winning Game 5, 136-130. For the Grizzlies-Lakers series, Grizzlies forced Game 6, 116-99. The Lakers won Game 6, 125-85 to take the series 4 games to 2. And then the Warriors-Kings series, the Warriors took Game 5, 123-116, lost Game 6 at home, 118-99, and sadly took Game 7 in Sacramento, 120-100. So, and that is how the first round wrapped up. Setting up the West Conference, Western Conference matchups for Denver against Phoenix, 1-4, and then 3-7 Warriors against the Lakers. Second round, there have been four games in total, three different games. One series has not played a game yet, and that's going to be tonight. For the East, each series has had a game. Miami against the Knicks on Sunday. It was Knicks had a lead for a good chunk, but Miami took the lead and never looked back. Butler did get hurt, but is playing tonight. Uh, Miami took game one, though, 108-101. And then Philly-Boston yesterday, James Harden had came up in the clutch to give Philly a 119-115 win and to take a game-to-none series lead over the Celtics. And then in the West, Denver's taking the first two games against Phoenix, 125-107 in Game 1 and 97-87 in Game 2. That is all up until tonight's games. Tonight's games, Miami at Knicks, Game 2, 7-3 on TNT. Miami up a game to none. And Lakers at the Warriors, Game 1 is tonight at 10 on TNT. That's update for NBA playoffs. So now, MLB Weekly Recap, and boy, there has been a lot, including uh, there was a Mexico series, including the Mexico series that happened over the weekend, and that went crazy. So let's get right into the notes uh, for this week for baseball. Yeah, from Tuesday, Jan Gomes and Nico Horner both have three RBI games in the Cubs, six nothing win over the Padres, five run fifth ends Tampa Bay's 14-0 record at home with 5-0 win for Houston. Six Down 6-1, six the Reds came back with a 6-run 8th to beat the Rangers 7-6. With 6-2, Twins a win over the Yankees. It was the Twins' first season series victory over the Yankees, including in New York and in Minnesota, since 2001. Blake Sable gets first walk-off home run via two-run walk-off home run in Giants' 5-4 win over the Cardinals. Ryan Feltner, in the state where he played college ball, Ohio State, got the win. Six innings, five hits, zero runs, zero walks, six strikeouts, and the Rockies 5-1 win over the Guardians. Bryn Doyle, a day after having his first major league hit in major league debut, taken away, got his first major league hit via single in the second inning. Down 8-1, the Orioles put up five in the ninth to try to come back, but fall too short, losing the Red Sox 8-6. Rally capped off by Cedric Mullins' Grand Slam home run, which is kind of fitting to say because the Orioles game I went to last year, he had a Grand Slam himself. Eddie Rosario stole a home run, and Ozzy Albee stole a home run, went back-to-back in the eighth, and a 
Braves 7-4 win against Miami. That is from Tuesday for Wednesday. Hold on one minute. Oh, breaking news I just got from a friend of mine. Uh, Carlos Rodon just had a setback uh, on his road to coming back for the Yankees from injury. Uh, can't get over the final hump, apparently. We'll seek more medical op opinions. And Lou Trevino of the Yankees is going to have to require season-ending Tommy John surgery. Uh, so he's also going to be out for the year. Uh, anyways, back to my notes. Fernando Tat from Wednesday. Fernando Tatis Jr. go ahead two run single in the seventh, an RBI single in the ninth, three RBI in total is the difference in the Padres. Five three win over the White Sox. Xander Bogart single in the fourth marks twenty six straight games of getting on base, which is fourth in San Diego Padres history, just ahead of Adrian Gonzalez with twenty five, and just behind three others to start the season. I forgot if he continued it beyond that day or not. But you know what? Let me find out. See, I forget. I, I even forgot I wrote that down, to be honest. Um, let's see. Hold on a minute. Let's see. Did it end already, or did it continue? It did continue to 27. At least. As he got on base on Thursday. Friday they did not play as the Mexico series was only two games. Sorry, I believe he did. Yeah. Because we'll get into how uh, momentarily. Because... Both of the Mexico series games are a part of my notes this week because they were crazy. Uh, he did get on base on Saturday. Let's see. So that's 28. Did it get to 29? It did get to 29. Did, is it up to 30 going into tonight if they even played yesterday? They did play yesterday. Is it up to 30 going into tonight's game? Let's see. It is. So he's currently at 30 now going into tonight's game against the Reds. Uh, but anyways... I just realized to check on that because I didn't know anything more of it beyond that. Uh, anyways, Tanner Bibby, starting pitcher for Cleveland Guardians in his major league debut, got the win, five and two-thirds inning, six hits, one run, zero walks, eight strikeouts, and a 4-1 win for the Guardians over the Colorado Rockies. Ryan McMahon's strikeout swing in the second is his first major league strikeout. Five-run second and six-run fourth leads Yankees over Twins, 12-6 on Aaron Judge's birthday, who had three-run single in the second. Jose Moran had a two-homer game, solo homer in the second, and two-run homer in the fourth. With 
Lynn, six and third innings pitched, four hits, zero runs, zero walks, and 12 strikeouts. Zach Allen now has four straight uh, scoreless starts of six-plus innings for second time of his career, which since 1901 joins three other pitchers to do so, Luis Tiamat, Walter Johnson, and Clayton Kershaw, and the Diamondbacks do nothing win over the Royals. Drew Maggie may pinch hitter for for – Pirates chitter for his major league debut after 13 years in the minor leagues. Uh, struck out swinging, um, first time 13 in the majors in his entire 13 year career. Uh, Pirates did win though, back of a five run seventh inning, uh, versus Dodgers. But, anyways, moving on, one moment. There we go, with strikeout on check swing of. No, sorry. Five runs second by the Angels lead. Five runs second leads Angels over Athletics eleven three with strikeout on check swing of Spencer Steer in the fifth in the fifth inning. John Gray recorded one his one thousandth career strikeout in a five three loss to the Reds. Nixon's L walk off two run homer leads ends Reds three hundred eleven at bats without a home run since April seventeenth versus Tampa Bay Rays, which is eight games long, which is longest in Reds history since. August, July 4th to 11th of 1992. That is all from Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. From Thursday, Dansby Swanson finally hit his first home run as a cup, and he hit another homer uh, last night, so he's up to two now for the season. As uh, via solo home run in the seventh and 5-2 Cubs win over the Padres, Eric Cosmer, Nelson Velasquez, game-tying and go-ahead solo home runs. Go back to back in the second. Down four nothing from four run fifth by Atlanta. Miami comes back with a five run ninth and a five four win. Elliot Angels five run third immediately followed by Oakland five run fourth in eight in the eight seven Angels win. Five run eighth was washed by Washington. Kept Washington in the game, but Mets won nine in the end nine eight. Five run sixth leads Toronto Tampa Bay over the White Sox fourteen to five. Brandon Lau. Triple solo home run, two run single, double, and ended a dial bull shy of the cycle. Connor Joe, two run home run, Rodolfo Castro solo home run, went back to back in the sixth. And Pirates 6 2 win over the Dodgers. Joey Ortiz, second baseman for the Orioles, in debut. Major League debut for got two run single in the set, fifth inning, first major league hit, and RBI. In 7-4, Orioles win over the Tigers. DJ LeMahieu and Glaber Torres, both solo runs, went back-to-back in the second of 4-2 Yankees, win over the Rangers. That is from Thursday. From Friday, Jorge Polanco, three-run homer in the fourth, is his career homer, homer number 100 for him, and 8-6 win over the Royals. Four-run fifth leads Atlanta to a five-inning win due to rain over the Mets 4-0. Five-run ninth helps Arizona over the Colorado Rockies 9-1. That's from Friday. From Saturday, Drew Maggie first career hit is RBI single in seventh inning after 13 years in MILB. In game two of doubleheader in the Pirates, 16-1 win in that game two over the Nationals. Miguel Andujar had homer in both games. Go ahead, two-run homer in the sixth in game one and three-run homer in the ninth in game two. Miami, a five-run first leads Miami over the Cubs, 7-6. On the anniversary of Roger Clemens' 20 strikeout game in 1986, his son Cody Clemens, who was a part of the Philadelphia Phillies, and a two-run homer in the sixth in a Phillies 6-1 win over the Astros. Random but cool fact. Mexico Series Game 1. The Giants and Padres combined for 11 home runs, two shy of the MLB record set in 2019 between Philly and Arizona. 
Brandon Crawford solo home run, Lamont Wade Jr. game tying solo home run back to back in the top third. Nelson Cruz go ahead solo home run in bottom half. Oldest Padre to homer ever. Mitch Handiger game tying solo two run homer in the fourth. Juan Soto and Xander Bogarts both solos going back to back in the bottom of the fourth. Fernando Tatis Jr. Go ahead, two run homer, and Manny Machado solo home run back to back in the bottom five. Blake Sable game tying two run homer, and David VR go ahead, solo home run in the seventh. Manny Machado go ahead, two run homer, two second of the game in the bottom of the seventh, and a 16 to 11 Padres win over the Giants. Uh, by the way, it is a higher elevation with than Colorado by like 2,000. Like Colorado's like 5,000. Uh, this Mexico stadium, which is not where the past Mexico games have been played, I had done the research recently, uh, is at five, seven over 7,000 elevation. An elevation meet, uh, for baseball terms, because you might have heard of it in general, but it means more room for offense and balls to be flying for home runs, uh, just for people that might not know what elevation has to do with uh, baseball. Because you might know how it works in general life, but you may not know how it works with baseball. So that's how it works with baseball. Anyways, Nathan Ovaldi, starting pitcher for the Texas Ranger, and a former Yankee threw a complete gate shot out against the Yankees. Three hits, zero walks, eight strikeouts, and a 2 nothing win over the Yankees. Ezekiel Duran, two-run homer in the fifth, was the only runs of the game. Ten-run seventh by Tampa Bay Rays in 12-3 win over the White Sox, including home runs from Randy Arozarena. Back-to-back home runs from Randy Rosarino. Hold on, I just lost where I am. Oh, here we go. Uh, Three-run homer and Josh Lowe's solo home run. After being no-hit by Lance Lynn for six innings, Rays and Cope up 12 runs, which is most after being no-hit through six innings in expansion era. Randy Rosarino had a two-homer game. Solo home run in the ninth, along with that three-run homer in the seventh. And Mike Trout had a two-homer game, two-run homer in the eighth, and two-run homer in the ninth. But sadly, still the Angels lost 7-5 to Milwaukee, which is just the sad part about Mike Trout with the Angels. And then from Sunday, with 4-3 Marlins win over the Cubs, they're off to their best, as their best April record since 2011, right before they became the Miami Marlins. With a 4-3 Orioles win over the Tigers, first six-game win streak since July 21st to August 13th, 2014. It also marks 19 wins in April, which is most in a single month since June 2016. Also marks six straight series wins, first since 2014. A lot of history Baltimore's been making so far. Seven-run third led leads Minnesota over the Royals, 8-4. Five-run eighth by Tampa, down 9-5. Seven run ninth capped off by Andrew Vaughn. Walk off three run homer or leads White Sox over the Rays, ending 10 game skid 12 to 9. Taylor Walls and Luke Rayleigh went back to back in the fourth, both solo home runs. And Rayleigh again, two run homer. And Christian Bencourt, solo home run, went back to back in the eighth in that game. Six run six helped Texas over the Yankees 15 to 2. And to best start since 2013, Josh Young had a grand slam in the first inning which was the first Texas Rangers third baseman to have a grand slam since Adrian Beltre on August 15, 2016. Nathaniel Lowe, two-run homer, and Adolis Garcia at solo home run went back-to-back in the fifth in that game. Cal Raleigh had a two-homer game back where he did damage in the AL wildcard series in Toronto. Uh, two-run homer in the eighth and go-ahead two-run homer in the tenth and Mariners 10-8 win in 10 innings over the Blue Jays. Dominic Fletcher, outfielder for the Arizona Diamondbacks, who played for Team Italy in the WB World Baseball Classic and his brother of Angels infielder 
David Fletcher had it got a double in his first major league at bat for first major league hit and eventually would score in the eighth and 12-4 Diamondbacks lost to the Rockies. Rockies got three straight doubles in the sixth. Randall Gritchick double, Hale Castro RBI double, and Ezekiel Tolvar RBI double. That is from Sunday and from Monday. Sean Murphy, two homer game, three run homer in the first and two run homer in the seventh. And the 9-8 Braves win in game one of a doubleheader against Mets. They lost game two. And then five run seventh helps the Astros over the Giants 7-3. And that is the games part of the MLB Weekly Recap. Now for the standings update. Starting off in the AL with the AL East. Rays in first place still. On uh, 23-6, a one-point run, a six-game win streak, ended on a one-game losing streak, followed by the Orioles at 19-9. A one-point run, a seven-game win streak, ended on a two-game win streak, followed by the Blue Jays at 18-11, a one-point run, a six-game win streak, ending on a two-game losing streak, followed by the Red Sox 16-14, ending on a three-game win streak, and followed by the Yankees at 15-15, ending on a four-game losing streak. That is for the AL East. For the AL Central, the Twins in first place, 17-18 and 12, ending on a one-game win streak, followed by the Cleveland Guardians in second place at 14-15, ending on a one-game win streak, followed by the Detroit Tigers at 10-17, ending on a two-game losing streak, followed by the White Sox at 8-21, as I had said previously, at one point, Ron, 10-game losing streak, ending on a one-game win streak, followed by the Royals in fifth place at 7-22, ending on a one-game losing streak. Hold on a second. Um, sorry about that. For the AL West, Rangers in first place at 17-11, ending on a three-game win streak, followed by the Astros at 16-13, ending on a two-game win streak, followed by the Angels at 15-14, ending on a one-game win streak, followed by the Mariners at 12-16, ending on a one-game win streak, followed by the Athletics at 6-23, one point on a five-game losing streak, ending on a one-game losing streak, ending on a one-game win streak. That's for the AL. For the NL, starting with the NL East, Raves in first place at 19 and 10, ending on a one-game losing streak, followed by the Marlins at 16 and 13, ending on a four-game win streak, followed by the 16 and 13 Mets, ending on a one-game win streak, followed by the 15 and 15 Phillies, ending on a two-game losing streak, followed by the 10 and 18 Nationals, ending on a one-game losing streak. For the AL Central, the Pirates in first place at 20 and 9, at one point around a seven-game win streak, ending on a one-game losing streak, followed by the Brewers at 18 and 10, ending on a one-game losing streak. Followed by the Cubs at 15 and 13, ending on a one-game win streak. Followed by the Reds at 12 and 17, at one point around five-game win streak, ending on a two-game losing streak. Followed by the Cardinals at 10 and 19, ending on a three-game losing streak. And then from the NL West, Dodgers in first place at 17 and 13, ending on a four-game win streak. Followed by the Diamondbacks at 16 and 13, ending on a one-game losing streak. Followed by the Padres at 16 and 14, ending on a three-game win streak. Followed by the Giants at 11 and 17, at one point around a five-game win streak, ending on a four-game losing streak. Followed by the Rockies. A 9-20 ending on a one-game win streak. And then the schedule for tonight's games in baseball. <coughs> Sorry about that. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, Mets at Tigers at 640. Joey Lucchesi pitching for the Mets. Michael Lorenzen pitching for the Tigers. Pirates at Braves at 640. Ronzi Contreras pitching for Pittsburgh. Javi Guerra pitching for Tampa. Braves at Marlins at 640. Bryce Elder pitching for Atlanta. Sandy Alcantara, Alcantara pitching for the Miami. Cubs at Nationals at 705. Hayden Wisniewski pitching for Chicago. Trevor Williams pitching for Washington. Tanner Bibby. Sorry. Cleveland at 
Yankees at 7.05. Tanner Bibby pitching for Cleveland tonight. Garrett Cole pitching for New York. Blue Jays at Red Sox at 7.10. Yusei Kikuchi pitching for Toronto. Tanner Houck pitching for Boston. Twins at White Sox at 7.10. Joe Ryan pitching for the Twin Minnesota. Michael Kopech pitching for Chicago. Orioles at Royals at 7.40. Tyler Wells pitching for Baltimore. Ryan Yarborough pitching for Kansas City. Angels at Cardinals at 7.45. Diamondbacks at Rangers at 8.05. Giants at Astros at 8.10. Brewers and Rockies at 8.40. Cardinals at Padres at 9.40. Mariners, including their number two prospect, making his major league, making his debut, Bryce Miller against the A's at 9.40. And then Phillies at Dodgers at 10.10. That is this week's episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you are new on YouTube, hit like, leave a like, hit the like, Leave a like, hit the subscribe button, and hit notification bell to be notified when I go live and or post a video on here. If you're new on audio, follow the podcast, leave a review, and hit notification bell so you're notified when I post on there. Thank you so much for watching. And I will see you next week for episode 76. Bye.